Here you go, boys. Say, you both look like you got a furphy or two to tell. G'day, everybody, and welcome to Crackin' Furfies, the news commentary podcast where the boys and I crack furfies over some cold ones. I'm your publican, Drew Agnew, and joining me along the bar are my good mates, Dan and Goose Goose. How are you going, boys? Of course, that's Dan and Ash for those that can't see the visual medium, which is everyone except for me. Boys, how are you, how are you going today? Literally all of you. <laughs> I guess visual visual gags are the best for a podcast, after all. So, mm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Like you guys listen to podcasts as well. Isn't it always frustrating when someone's like, "I know you guys can't see it, but uh, um, definitely I can see it right now, and it's uh, bothering me very much." Like, dude, I couldn't see it. You could have just uh, gone right over it. <laughs> but you know, dear listeners, if you could see what I could see, you'd be fucking floored. Like, they <laughs> always too spend bad, like so way sad. too long trying to explain it as well. I'm like, just move on, man. It's not working. Yeah, yeah. And what a hypocrite I have become. And <laughs> anyone out there who doesn't do a podcast himself, you will fall into the same trap. You'll be doing visual gags all the time, even though your camera is non-existent. But, You've become the very thing you swore to destroy, Drew. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's embarrassing to say the least, but I'm glad I'm here with you boys on the weekend. It's been a little while between recordings, so I'm happy to join us. And uh, Ash is on a, on a trip. This is going to be his last recording for a little while. He's on the trip to the UK, which is going to be very exciting. It's it's your first time overseas. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And I see. I've um, never even been um, inside of an international airport before, and I'm going to the UK by myself. So it's going to be quite interesting. So I'll be making Instagram stories as I go, mm -hmm. recording my cluelessness and naivety. So that'll be entertaining for others, I'm sure. Yeah, I can't wait to see it because you were thinking about doing a vlog, but I guess that. sort of took too much work. So you're just doing Instagram stories? Is that, is yeah, that what's going so to be happening? I feel like Instagram stories is like just the modern version of a blog anyway, a vlog. Yeah, true. Because yeah. it's, it's so much easier. It's just like in your pocket, you get it out. If something's happening, you can just do it straight away. It's much easier. Yeah. Just don't take any Instagram stories involving oranges over there, please. You'll get kicked out <laughs> in the <actual> <laughs> Oh, you can't stop me. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, like you're gonna you're gonna do make an international incident. Australian <laughs> man arrested in airport for eating orange in the most disturbing way possible. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Oh, we had a very brief conversation before the podcast started recording about um buttering them up. So instead of butter, I'll just take an orange. <laughs> <laughs> they won't appreciate that. They'll be nice and sticky. Everything will be sticking to their calves <laughs> as they're walking past the seats, just full just of be wiping it on them. Hi, yeah. <laughs> Miss, Miss Flight Attendant. Um, I've got this orange. If I don't try and eat it in a really disgusting way, can you please upgrade me? <laughs> if you don't upgrade me, Blackmail. I will disturb everyone on this flight deeply. <laughs> yeah. Like, when, when you're talking about Instagram stories, that's, I don't know. I, I, I need to utilize them more on the farm and stuff because so much, like, just dumb, funny stuff happens and I never think about doing it. When, it, when I think about doing video, I think about taking a video editing it like doing it properly but that's never going to happen because you know a, bit, a, bit, a little bit lazy don't know how to do it there's a, there's a lot of factors coming into it so i reckon that'll be good to sort of utilize that a bit more and i can't wait to see what you get up to now are you going to get duty-free alcohol on the way there or on the way back because i can imagine um, well, you would make very good use of, of that um of that factor 
<laughs> oh yeah well everybody knows i'm a raging alcoholic Every, so. everyone does yeah um <laughs> no i um i couldn't currently at this very moment in time i couldn't think of anything worse than drinking more because i had quite a few <laughs> beverages last night as a bit of a going away drinks thing with some friends and yeah i'm i'm a little rusty i you can probably hear it in my voice actually um feeling a bit slow today <laughs> probably not the best idea to do that before an international flight but you know not many of my ideas are the best ideas yeah, well the goose is loose that's what that's what we've been <laughs> saying for a while now so you're just living up to that the goose is most certainly loose the goose is soon to be loose <laughs> uh, duty-free alcohol isn't actually that much cheaper anyway so yeah it was 10 percent off get your gst off that's not too bad it's better than nothing that's not I mean, it's cheaper. It's not cheap. But the times I've gone, I've looked at it and I was like, oh, maybe I'll get something duty-free on the way back. Nah. Mm. Still like $40 for a bottle of something nice. Or I remember the last time I, well, I haven't gone overseas in years now. It's probably like New Zealand when I was 10 years old. And I remember that was the time when the Nintendo DS was out and I think I think like duty free the DS was probably like I don't know twenty dollars cheaper. So I'm like, Mom, you got to get me a DS. It's way cheaper here. <laughs> that did not work, um, <laughs> but I tried. Uh, but yeah, as an adult, I haven't actually had duty free alcohol or anything like that. I've only gone sort of interstate. See, I have never been inside an international airport before and i never like until you just said that i never clicked that there would be duty-free things apart from alcohol i just assumed that was the only thing <laughs> well alcohol is like the biggest the thing in, yeah that's the only yeah. thing anybody ever talks about is duty-free alcohol so i yeah. yeah it just never clicked for me that there would be other duty-free things as well yeah well you- the other things they only have like a little bit of money off so it's not like it's not too exciting but i think the alcohol just because it's so so much tax on it here in australia that no, that's where the big discounts come, and uh, us as Australians, we're a nation of alcoholics. Yeah, of course, we're alcoholics yeah. as well. And uh, even on this show, like I'm not an alcoholic, but I've got to try and blend in. You know, <laughs> <laughs> blend in with the rest of the country. So yeah, now nah, I'm drinking. I got a VB right here. Do I really? No, not really. But you're, you're trying. You're trying to blend you in. Should, you should, act, you act should, yeah. He doesn't have a hard earned thirst yet, though. He hasn't earned it. <laughs> no, I haven't earned it. It's a, it's a Sunday. Uh, you know, went around the farm a little bit today, but. Not enough to have a drink. It's too, it's too cold here for beer at the moment. It needs to be a little bit warmer. A nice mulled wine. Mm. It's funny because uh, um, Chantel tried a stout the other day because it's meant to help with like you know producing breast milk. So and uh-huh. she, and, and she she hates beer. Um, and she's like, so oh, she would have hated. <laughs> well, she's going to try a shandy, which is meant to be half half lemonade, half um, uh, stout, and. She, she come back from the pub with a with a friend. She went there for tea, and she when she come back, she's like I fucking hated it. I'm like, yeah, I didn't think you would like it. <laughs> like a, I think a, like a great northern would be a little bit too much for her, let alone oh, and great a northern big, is water. Yeah, ex- exactly. So yeah, that was a no yeah. go. But I, I'm not much of a stout guy either. Really, I have like one, and it's fine. But wouldn't, I see like guys at the pub when I worked there, and it was just. Drink after drink, like drinking all night. And you can imagine what their guts is like. It's just like tar. <laughs> it's be, yeah, be no yeah, revolting. Like, what I've always likened stout to when somebody asks me, I, I'm i not a stout person. I'd look at it and I think, well, that is just tar. You could lay tarmac with that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Are you flying through Dubai or Abu Dhabi? I am or... flying through Dubai. Dubai? Not bad, not yeah. bad. I've been told that, that airport is the size of a small city, so... I mean, all, pretty much all of them... In of itself. Because the Middle East is such a hub for airlines, pretty much all the air, airports there are like that, though, so... Because I've... When I've gone to Europe, I've flown Qatar, so I've gone through Doha, and it, the airport is gigantic, and you walk in, and there's this creepy statue of a bear combined with a lamp. It's about 20 foot tall. Like, <laughs> it's by some famous artist whose name escapes me right now, and I was just like, this is not what I really wanted to see first thing off a 15-hour flight, but here we are. Mm. It'll be like me coming off my, um. I'll be having like a, trauma episode because i'm so hung over and i'll see that and I mean, that'll tip me over the edge like, no i can't do this yeah, if you want any advice um ash dan's done a lot of traveling so if you've got any airport questions or whatever i guess dan's the man <laughs> um yeah i i think just I don't you forget your passport already. <laughs> yeah it's important imagine that fall over at the first hurdle <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a very short uh Instagram story, just ah, oh, well, that was it. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> go. Don't get your passport. Uh, drink more, stay hydrated. Um, oh, and so yes. try and butter up things. the flight attendants to get an upgrade. <laughs> Trying to orange them up. I was saying to you guys before <laughs> that I had a bit of a story to tell about um, flying on a hangover. Oh no! So I can't remember if I, I might have told you this, but ages ago, like I might have told you already. Um, so many, many years ago, when I was living in Perth before I moved away the first time um i was in the southeast for christmas and i flew back to perth on boxing day because i was going to a music festival over here called southbound which is in like bustleton south of perth so i had to fly back to perth on boxing day and then drive from perth to bustleton the next day and um yeah anyway i spent the period of being in the southeast for christmas just incredibly drunk the entire time as as you do as you because we're australians you know how it is what else um, do we have to do yeah it's just, it's just yeah exactly hot and dirty here nothing else to do yeah. <laughs> so i was very very drunk the entire time and the morning i flew out boxing day morning i thought it would be a good idea to wake up and start my day with an energy drink so mm. i woke up well, i don't like where the story's a, going yeah i woke up and had a mother and I don't think I'd probably drank water for like two days at this point. God. And I'd been drinking a lot of alcohol and I started the day with an energy drink. I went and I got on that little Rex Airlines plane. I'll show you guys know the little ones. <laughs> yep. Little twin engines. To fly from Mount Gambia to Adelaide. I slept most of the flight, but as we were, it was only like 10 minutes left to go on the flight. We were sort of coming into land. This really weird thing happened to me where like my hands locked up like Again, visual medium, you can't see it. Locked up like this, kind of like half fist, and I like couldn't dinosaur move my fingers. Yeah, kind of. Right. And um, like I, I was like kind of about to pass out. It was like really weird. And I had to like hmm. get the person sitting next to me to get the like people to come and help me. And they, <laughs> they got me off the plane before everyone else and like called an ambulance. An ambulance oh, came shit. to the airport. They, they put all the electrodes on me. And I had to explain to them, I was like, look, guys, I'm feeling okay now. I think it was just the plane that did it. And like, I'm pro severely hungover, probably very dehydrated. And they did all their tests and they're like, yeah, you seem fine. Like we could take you to hospital if you wanted to go, but 
if you don't, like, you're, you're probably going to be okay. And I was like, yeah, I've got a connecting flight to go to Perth. <laughs> so I'm not going to hospital because I'll miss it. And they're like, yeah, cool. No worries. Mm. And they just left. I got on that plane to go to Perth. I, I drank some water while I was at the airport. I didn't just do nothing. As soon as we took off, it happened again. And it oh. was like a whole three and a half hour flight. <laughs> <laughs> and literally what you oh, see shit. on the movies happened to me of the like air hostess being like, nobody panic, but if there is a doctor on board, could you make yourself known (laughs) (laughs) for me? And I was fine in the end. Like I got there, I ended up going to hospital to get checked out to make sure I wasn't dying, but like I was fine. It was just, yeah, you were severely dehydrated because I drank a heap of, um, uh, what are those little electrolyte sachets that you cold that you put in your water? Uh, Barocca. Hydrolyte. I drank a heap of hydrolyte and then, yeah, I ended up being fine, but yeah, it was it was a pretty terrible experience. Are you looking forward to experiencing that for 13 hours tonight? Uh, 16. <laughs> Jesus, you're really game to even be drinking if that's how it affects you on a plane. Holy oh, shit. Well, I've got I have it was strategic this time. I've got a lot of time to recover. Yeah, well, fair enough. I hope it I hope it's Flight enough time for you. Like 11 at night. Mm. That's really weird how like like I would expect maybe a bit of a headache, maybe passing out, a bit sick, but like your hands like cramping up. That's weird. That's yeah, a strange it was side like effect. In bar and, and it was maybe, yeah. Or... It was yeah. only because of the plane. They they told me what it was was an anxiety attack, but I was like, uh, I, I wasn't anxious. Mm. <laughs> I was just severely dehydrated and hungover. But yeah, it was something to do with the plane cabin pressure being different and shit. It was something to do with like um carbon dioxide buildup in the body, and it made like the muscles cramp in my mm. hands. I got told, this was years ago. They told me what it was. I don't really remember, but it was something like that anyway. Yeah, well, that's definitely a theory, but I think just because of how fast the plane was going, it was actually taking you back in time and you were reverting back to a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh. That is the most plausible explanation. You're turning back into like a T-Rex and you're looking at the flight (laughs) flight attendants. You're looking at buttering them up. Like eating them. <laughs> to eat them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would explain my voracious appetite for flesh now that you know. It's a sticky oh, orange covered flesh. Delicious. <laughs> Marinade. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> That was my aim with it the whole time. <laughs> so, what are you actually going to get up to over there? Like, why the UK? What are you doing there? So I am going to see a lot of bands and a few going to a few festivals. Um, I have, I've got, I'm going to two festivals. One's in oh, my um, jumper cord is stuck to my thumb somehow. <laughs> wow, that's crazy! It's happening. It's, it's on your T Rex claw. Are, that's are, why. You on a, are you on a plane? <laughs> <laughs> it's locked up. Um, yeah, so I'm going to see a heap of bands. I'm going to two festivals. One's in England. One's in the Netherlands. I'll be honest, I'm more worried about those than the flight. Oh, what's that? Um, oh, it's just because I'll be probably drunk the whole time. <laughs> In a different country, I'll just be a menace. I mean, you, can, um, you can't avoid that, Ash. But <laughs> I'm not going to, but I know I can. <laughs> you, yeah, you, so... you could make responsible choices or you could not. <laughs> that requires a responsible person. There won't be one in sight. Responsible, responsible yeah. choices aren't fun though. So, you know, just have fun. Ash. Exactly. Yeah. No fun story starts with a responsible choice. No. It's like, oh, I better go home. Then that's when the fun starts. <laughs> <laughs> I better go Got home. I went eight home out. And... Actually, Tom Cardi has a video about that. 
sleeping for eight hours and making responsible choices. <laughs> Which uh, This was also pre-podcast recording. We were talking about Tom Cardi for those who have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> He's just, just got a video for everything, whether it's calling Scott Morrison a word I'm not going to say on a podcast, or <laughs> sleeping for eight hours, or checking your butthole. So, have you checked your butthole? Oh, what a tune! Give up, but butthole. Doo-doo. Yeah. So, <laughs> for, for for our <laughs> listeners, Drew had never heard of Tom Cardi, and we just caught him up on the song "Have You Checked Your Butthole." If any of you haven't heard that song, definitely give it a listen. It uh, is please, a please. Have you checked your butthole? Slaps. It slaps. Slaps butthole. <laughs> like very literally. It's a great song. Listen to about a minute of it. Wow. <laughs> 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 Wonderful stuff. So is it pretty much just music festivals and all that you're going to, or you're going to see some yeah, um, some nice so history? Be, you're going to go into the rest yeah, of I'll, Europe and see some. I don't know. Gonna, see maybe cover the meaning of Stonehenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a very obscure reference to an even funnier band. If that's what you're talking about, it um, wasn't. But I'll take it. <laughs> oh, do you know that band? That that does, what, actually, no, what I, no, I do know this say? one. Elvis. Yeah, they do a song about Stonehenge. What's that's the meaning of than what... Stonehenge? That, I went song. through a very bad hole of them about this time last year, where I was just watching all their videos, including the Fox on repeat. Oh. That's Very so strange. So strange. It's so entertaining. And it is great. Like you say, I went through a hole. <laughs> After talking about a song called Check Your Butthole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you ch- you check in your hole. Just Have like you yeah, they... your YouTube butthole. So, um, yeah, no, I am doing, like, I'll be doing a lot of general tourist stuff as well, just like in between. I am going to um Germany, France, and the Netherlands as well. And between, because I'm flying from London to Berlin and then Berlin to France, I'm catching the train, which I think is going to be oh, really cool. cool. Yeah. Like going through the countryside and stuff. Yeah. I'll, I don't really have like heaps of stuff planned for in between. I'm just going to wing it. There's probably going to be days where I just don't really do anything, but mm. I think I'll need those days. <laughs> yeah. That's the best thing when you're traveling. Don't have like a, just a schedule every day. Let yourself yeah, you like. Up on the fly. Yeah. Let yourself just oh, like yeah, I'm, yeah, relax and figure out I'm stuff very along much, the way. Very much not a schedule person. I just like make it up as I go, yeah, and I best think way, best way I, to do it. That makes a lot of people very anxious. That that style of living. <laughs> uh, when I've gone on my trips outside of my Switzerland one, which was a bit smaller and had I had things I wanted to see, so that kind of needed a schedule. I kind of just didn't really book my accommodation more than a week in advance. Just kind of like, oh, I'll go here this time. I'll go here, book this, book that as I go. I booked all of my accommodation, or not all of it, but like the vast majority of my accommodation for the first half, like the England part. Oh, I don't even know. You guys probably know this, but I haven't even mentioned it. After the UK and Europe, I am going to the US as well oh. to meet some friends over there. Oh, maybe I didn't tell you that. Well, okay, well. <laughs> I'm surprised. Um, literally, like maybe about three weeks ago, not even that long ago, one of my friends, I didn't even know that he was going to the US. Um, I, funnily enough, I go to school. I went to school with him, but he works for the same company that I'm working for in Mika Thara. Mm. But yeah, he just messaged me. I was at work in my room and I just got this message and he was like, Oi, instead of flying back to Australia at the end of your holiday, just, um, fly to the U S and meet us there. And I was just like, Whoa, yeah, right. 
Oh, you've twisted my arm. Go on then. That that part of the holiday is great because his girlfriend organized all of it. All I had to do was transfer the money. It was so much easier. But yeah, I booked all of my um, accommodation for the Europe and England part like yesterday. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> got it all written out here. I got a schedule. But um, yep. I, I was meaning to turn that into a spreadsheet today. But whether I do that or not, I'm not even going to pretend. I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, no. You don't seem like a spreadsheet type of guy when you're going on I'm holiday. not normally, but I feel like it would be very, very helpful to have. Are you going to get your Excel out and like the airport? I'm like, all right, this is my, <laughs> <laughs> this is my time to get on the plane. I was, my sister was telling me to print it off and laminate it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want everyone to know I'm a nerd right at the start. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's something very satisfying about just laminating pieces of paper, making them like feel really official. I used to like it as a kid. I even like laminated really? some Pokemon like, cards. I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? Of, <laughs> pull it off the laminator, and it's like really hot and like kind of like melty, and you can like, yeah. it's like goopy, <laughs> and it smells just like of like harmful chemical melting plastic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like wonderful like a chemical fire, like. <laughs> Like, well, I can't claim a, a care about um, climate change. Jesus Christ, just laminating all these pieces <laughs> of paper. Bloody hypocrite. Oh, there's stuff that's not even meant to be laminated like Pokemon <laughs> cards. Yeah, I look back on it. I was like, why the fuck did I do that? Like, <laughs> like it's, it's not like I had any rare ones. Like if I had like a real rare one that was worth a lot of money and I laminated it, I would have like, <laughs> yeah, I would have like shot myself. I'll go back, <laughs> go back in time and just shoot myself in the foot just before I can get it into that's the laminator. People want a time machine to go back and like stop world disasters. Like, I'm going to stop myself from laminating these Pokemon cards. <laughs> Got to pick your battles, Ash. I've picked mine. You pick yours, all right? You fight your own war, mate. Some people want to kill Hitler. Some people would just want to save that second edition Charizard. Second edition. <laughs> second edition may as well be fucking 30th edition, Dan. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just the first edition that has the... Has a little oh, stamp on it. Yeah. So, how long are you away all up then? Two months. Two months. Jesus Christ. So, you're back in um, July. Like, yeah, late July. Mm. So, the US portion of the trip ends on like the 20th of July, I think. But when they leave, I'm thinking because it's like a, we're doing like a West Coast uh, road trip sort of thing. So, we're going to like Yosemite, Death Valley, and all that sort of stuff, and a heap of the cities in there. I might stay after they go though and go to New York and maybe Boston as well just because I really want to go to New York and Boston. Because he wants to ship up to Boston? Yeah, man. I'm seeing the Dropkick Murphys. They're playing at one of those festivals. Oh, nice. And they're like one of my favorite bands. But yeah, like my, I'm pretty big into the NHL and my hockey team is Boston. It's going to be the off season, but I'd still just like to go there and see it all. Um, as uh, I have a very limited understanding of NHL, but the team I picked was Vancouver, and I feel like I'm meant to be yeah. honor bound here to say go fuck yourself, Boston. <laughs> I know that's I, also I, a Montreal thing, but oh, it's definitely uh, well, it's it's very much a um, Toronto thing as well. The Maple Leafs, I mean, it's just an American sports thing, is just fuck Boston. <laughs> yeah, and like for the NFL, just New England. <laughs> yep, and the Celtics. And the I, I don't really follow, like, I don't follow any NFL, baseball, or um, basketball. So, just NHL. Mm. I like to get into baseball. 
I reckon that'll be a fun one to follow, but I just can't do baseball. It's so boring to me when I watch it. It's, yeah. it's just an America Americified um cricket kind of watered down version of cricket. Mm. Yeah, and when a sport is slower than cricket, I'm like, what what how have they turned this into something people want to watch? Mm. Yeah, I don't know why baseball sort of looks a little bit more interesting to me than cricket does for the reasons you said, but I don't know. It's just something about it. it. Just I think it's just all the fanfare around it. Just I think that's something the states do so well. It's just make well, everything yeah, it's such a big event. I think that we are actually going to go to a baseball game while we're there, and I'm happy to do that because it'll be like an experience. And I bet, yeah, like get a twenty dollar um, hot dog and thirty dollar yeah. beer, and <laughs> I think it will be like a great sports atmosphere as well because yeah. they get so into it. But I, I think just, it's also baseball in particular. So boring. Mm. I think it's just baseball in particular. They just go to get tanked. Yeah. They sit in the sun all day. um, Same as cricket. Same as cricket, though, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. Oh, it's just just anything in Australia, really. (laughs) I know people that will go to sports games and they don't even understand the sport. They just go there and drink. Yeah. I mean, Um, I'd I'd like to go to the cricket on a nice day and just just have some beers with mates, but I I couldn't care less about the cricket. I really couldn't. And um, I think we're talking about like, what sports like my son might potentially get into. I'm like, please don't get in the cricket. <laughs> like, l- literally play anything, anything but cricket. Like I'll, I'll no, look, I'll, I'll play golf you, with him. I'll, I'd love to play golf. I actually want to do golf myself. Bryce and I were talking I was about just going to play golf. The worst spectator sport I could think of in the first, I don't even think you can drink that much at a golf event. So oh, lock, lock, fuck, we won't. We'll find, we'll find a way. Today, but <laughs> our good friend Thomas is, a bit of a keen golfer. I don't know that he really he? plays that much these days, but I've gone golfing with Tom before and he was actually quite good and it was the first time I'd ever played golf and I was awful. I should hit him up. But yeah, he mm. Tom likes a bit of golf if that's what you're in if you want to get into that. It's funny cuz like uh it was a couple of years ago like I wasn't interested in golf whatsoever, but um then I'm like sort of thinking like oh, it would be actually not too bad just being outside hitting the ball. Then yeah, I got I reckon a lot more fun to play than it would be to watch. Yeah, and then oh, I absolutely. Then I got like a couple of golf video games, and I was never interested in, in them before. Um, got like the EA one, enjoyed it. Then I got Mario Golf, which even though I'm a big Nintendo fan, I never got any of the Mario Golf games. But I got the like the more recent one on Switch. I enjoyed that. I'm like, actually, I don't mind it being a bit slower and just trying to hit it in. I think I'll be awful at it, especially to start off with. But I'm pretty keen to get into it. It's a it's a very expensive hobby mm. golf. I just want to use someone clubs. else's someone else's clubs. So much money. Yeah, I used Tom's. <laughs> He's Tom's got some clubs, but yeah, it's like golf clubs are just outrageously expensive. Because yeah. like years ago, my grandma she got rid of her whole kit, and th- this is when I was probably I might have even been in primary school still. So this was years ago, but her her whole like bag was just hot pink. It was a hot pink thing. <laughs> and I got what I did is I went out the farm and I just like got the driver, put put the balls down, just smacked them as hard as I could. The ball went flying. I'm like, bye bye. And I just smacked all the balls and that was it. Then I put it back in the shed. <laughs> I just smashed just seeing how far I could just hit lost the balls. All and, the balls for her. <laughs> well, she gave it to me. She wasn't playing golf anymore. I think she was over it. I think she said to the grandkids, like, who wants to, you know, who wants the golf clubs? And yeah, why not? <laughs> If you ever like, that's actually a thing though. Just like a, it's kind of just like a makeshift driving range, and going to the driving range is actually really fun. I've yeah. done that a few times. There's a, there's a few driving ranges here where you can go and like drink, 
So it's like you can do it as a social thing and just get a heap of friends together and go and smack golf balls and like I'm really bad at it, but it's still fun. You just go there and drink a few beers and mm, it's pretty pretty be a lot worse than everyone else you're there with. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my experience anyway. Mm. I could imagine like, you know, I know Dan's pretty unco. I don't know. Are you Unco Ash? <laughs> I'm I could so be, I could be coordinated. And like, I never know. I could be a golfing savant. Dan, don't fucking... Don't <laughs> test us, mate. We know. We know. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying... I am I am no better, guys. I'm I'm pretty unco as well. Like um, this week, I basically did like my first gym sessions at Chantel's gym and like, you know, just like lift, lifting the bar and trying to like coordinate your arms and shit. I, I, was, I was not very good to start off with. So I'll be no better, but I, I could just imagine us, us three, having a couple of beers, trying to hit these fucking golf balls before we'd be throwing the stick further than the actual balls going. And T- tell you what, <laughs> God knows what. <laughs> if Ash gets back from the United States in one piece, I reckon we make this happen next time he's in South Australia. Ooh, Kraken Furphy's driving range session. Yep, there because there I'll is be a driving range in Adelaide, which I think has the same sort of thing where you can just drink beers and send golf balls into the. That'd be fun. Yeah. That That would be fun. We could do like a live recording session. Well, all of our recording (laughs) sessions are live, but like an in the field one. (laughs) In the field, just like roaming furphy. The whole episode is just like, just you hit the ball, go, you're like, oh, nice, nice hit, Ash. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like very tame, just uh, Just a very riveting listen. You're like, "Mm, well. That's a good hit, Dan. Well, I take it back. Like <laughs> I take the, what I said back over that episode of Cracking Furfies. Sorry, mate. Good golfer. Yeah, like I, I like said, it. I could be a golfing savant. Mm. Tiger Woods, look out. I do want to uh, do an actual recording in a pub. Like we'll go to, That would be fun, actually. I'd really like yeah. that. Like, like when we're in the area, we'll go to like the Beachport pub and I'll bring my set up there and we'll even get the publicans on and stuff there. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's because I, I said to him, I want to do an episode with them anyway. So it'd be fun, like have it all together, get beers. Ash can shout us beers. <laughs> I bring the microphones. I'm be broke by the time they get back from this holiday, yeah. <laughs> two months is way too long to be not getting paid. Yeah, that that, that that'll be a nice little um nice little check you'll be writing out to all these venues and all that. Thankfully, all the booking is done, so it's only spending money from here on, but. Yeah, it's gonna. I know I'm gonna. I always think like I'm gonna live real cheap while I'm there, but I know that's you won't. Well, when we went on <laughs> our won't. when we live went on our Australia place. trip, like we we had a tent, we we're having like free accommodation every now and again when we need like a shower and a bit of more relaxation, we get an Airbnb. But we're like, oh look, we'll, we'll be cheap on the food, and for, for a lot of it, we were pretty good, just going to the supermarket, having sandwiches, stuff like that. But we had like a lot of times where we we're like, fuck it, I want a bloody schnitzel. So, <laughs> so we ate out a lot. So you'll be doing a lot of that, especially in the US. We're like, oh, that looks so good. <laughs> I'm doing, um, while I'm in the UK, I'm actually doing, well, in Europe in general, I'm doing a little bit of like hostel staying as well. Oh, hostels are the like, best. I'm hostels actually like really time. excited for that because I've never experienced it and it seems like something I'd really enjoy. The thing is some like, of them it's a good can way to meet people as well, mm. but... It's the best way to meet people while you're traveling because you just hang out in the common area and people just start talking to you. And then next thing you know, you're 10 beers deep out and <laughs> barely able to stand up, but <laughs> leaning on brooding um, Bruno yeah. from Peru. <laughs> That's a past experience, clearly. Maybe. <laughs> Bruno from um, Peru, eh? 
I um secret lava. Every, like, <laughs> <laughs> Not secret anymore. Nope, Shit. just ousted him. Um yeah, every one of the hostels that I booked, I booked like a different one, so I can go to a heap of different ones as well. But I bet you're like, I'll go to one and I'll be like, this one's so much better than the rest, and I want to stay there for the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really keen for that. Mm. The um <laughs> the ones I went to in Australia, they weren't too good just for like sleeping and shit. <laughs> I don't think many of them are really that good for yeah, sleeping. Sleeping but... is I mean, sleeping is not the point, but you can also get like private rooms in a hostel, so you can still get the social side. Yeah. So the um the first place I'm going to when I get there is a hostel, but I got a private room for those nights. But there's like, it's the I'm sure like most people knew this already. I found this out when I was booking it. Accommodation in London is insanely expensive. London is probably so much money. Um. How much, so, you, how much but, are you looking at each night? Yeah, so um, the hostels are just insanely cheap. So, like, I would be booking for, like, three... Oh, like, at one point, I'll be booking for, like, three nights and, like, hostel prices for three nights will be, like, 90 bucks, so, like, 30 bucks a night. Mm. But, like, then a hotel room for one night in a similar area, probably even further out than the hostel... For one night, it'll be like $250. And it's just like, there's no in between either. There's nothing like that bridges that gap. Yeah. So you can either do the hostel or you can pay the insane amount for mm. a hotel room. Have you looked into Airbnb? Because I don't know what that's like post COVID, honestly. Yeah, so um, I did actually book three Airbnbs, or I tried to. Two mm. of them rejected my booking, and one of them just never did anything and it expired. Right. And this was like, I was really trying to get everything booked. And I was like, I can't deal with this because I need everything booked. So I just went and did it all. Like I did most of it on um, booking.com. And uh, oh, get this. This is just, this was a nice little treat. I went and got Hungry Jacks the other day and I never get Hungry Jacks. Very, very rarely do I ever get Hungry Jacks. No, you're missing out. And they're doing that Uno thing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like the competition for Monopoly. I pulled off one of the things on it. 10% off a booking.com booking. I was like, oh, I can actually use that. <laughs> you still got like $25 off of one of my bookings in Amsterdam. It was really nice. Nice. That works nice. out. Because how much was your Hungry Jacks? You spent like $300 well, me- on Hungry Jacks, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it got me more off of the booking, like twice as much off of the booking as the price of the meal I got. So that was nice. That works out really well then. Yeah. Yeah. All right, lads. We've been going on for over a half hour. I think it's time yes. for a firth. A bit thirsty, Dan. You're gonna you're a bit thirsty for some firths. Thirsty for some firths. Could, right. could use some refreshing furfies. Um. So I'm. Sounds like I'm also volunteering to go first. It sounds like it, my friend. It sounds like it. I don't have any. So Ash is um. Ash is after you. All right. Story number <laughs> one. 24 hours after release, a Switch sports player has already smashed their TV. Mm-hmm. Story number that's two. That's true. That's, that's not right. I've never heard that before, but it's definitely true. That was me. <laughs> it was true. No, it wasn't really. Story wasn't wearing number... the wrist strap. <laughs> Story number two. Crusty PlayStation leads to bomb scare at Boston Airport. Crusty? Crusty. Crusty PlayStation. Crusty PlayStation. What's a crusty PlayStation look like? Um, a, a PlayStation with a crust. <laughs> uh, story oh, number three. Enough. Yeah, well, can argue with that. 
man holds up Walmart in Louisiana to activate over a thousand Xbox digital gift cards. Oh, that's and, a good idea. Good on him. And special story number four that I could not leave out. Mount Gambia magistrate finds it extraordinary that couple had sex during police car pursuit. Wow. <laughs> during what, sorry? Police car pursuit. Jesus, how did they manage that? Oh, my God. So I'm just going to start <laughs> with story number four. A South Australian magistrate has described a decision by a couple to have sex during a police car chase as extraordinary. <laughs> Joshua James Childs, 28, was sentenced in the Mount Gambia Magistrates Court on Monday, charged with aggravated escape police pursuit in 2021 and assault in 2020. He was sentenced to more than nine months of home detention for the incidents, including a high-speed chase during which he had sex with a passenger. While the charges are related to two separate incidents, Charles is cumulatively sentenced. I have never in my time as a magistrate heard that while someone was engaged in a police pursuit, they also engaged in sexual intercourse, Magistrate Kula Kosiavelos said. The court heard how police attempted to stop Charles twice while he was speeding along the Princess Highway in September 2021 with a female passenger in the vehicle. The court heard Charles evaded police before officers... Um, officers spotted the car a third time and deployed road spikes, puncturing three of the vehicle's tires. He continued to evade police, driving while rubber from his tires began delaminating from his vehicle. He continued driving with metal rims gouging into the road surface. A second set of spikes were deployed, deflating the last of the vehicle's tires, yet Charles continued to evade police. During her sentencing remarks, Magistrate Costiavella said what happened next was extraordinary. With all tyres punctured and travelling around 50 k's an hour, police witnessed the vehicle's female passenger climb over and straddle Childs. Blocking the driver's view, the female began moving in an up-and-down motion, appearing to engage in sexual intercourse. Oh, my God. Childs was sentenced that to is... seven months in prison to be served by way of home detention. So you're coming out saying this is a true story. This is just one you put in there for shits and gigs. Is that what you're saying? Um, that's up to you to interpret. It's okay. story number four, <laughs> but I couldn't leave it out. Well, I'm glad we got the like the position they were in because I was, I was a little bit confused. Um, obviously, the, the, the jumping on top and the straddling is what you would expect in the car, but also... Not not a great decision when you can't see where you're going. You need to you need to be able to utilize the clutch, the accelerator, maybe the gear stick, or even just like the automatic um, stick. Or even just be able to maybe you know, that either road. Maybe she was utilizing the gear stick. Yeah, well, obviously she was. Yeah. Maybe. Well, no, that sounds 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 like a, a nice time, but maybe not. A, <laughs> maybe not in when you're getting chased by police and like. There's no reason to have um, to get charged more for having sex while you're driving, is there? I don't know. Hold on, um, I don't well, know it's dangerous driving. My yeah. audio's cut out for some reason. Oh, oh, oh. no, it's back. Oh, all good. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, so um, that was a nice sexy story, Dan. You got me riled up for the rest now. <laughs> <laughs> well, store back to story number one. <laughs> Twenty-four hours after release, a Switch sports player has already smashed their TV. Oh, Ash. Uh, the original Wii Sports was notorious <laughs> for players accidentally flinging their controllers away. 
24 hours after the release of Nintendo Switch Sports, a player has already been captured accidentally smashing their television. Streamer Drew Agnew, sorry, 63 man, (laughs) was broadcasting his online tennis session on Saturday when he inadvertently flung a Joy-Con controller at his television, smashing the display. If you don't send that clip to live stream fails, I'm actually divorcing this chat, the streamer said during the stream, referring to the popular Reddit channel that documents streamer mishaps. You can watch the clip below. Stream Switch Sports is the successor to Nintendo's hugely popular Wii Sports series, which at over 80 million copies remains the company's best-selling game ever. Uh, It actually wasn't, Dan. Wii Sports Resort that came out in 2009 was a successor to the original Wii Sports. I can neither confirm nor deny that. Thank you very much, Dan. All right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Notorious for many recorded incidents of players accidentally flinging their rear remote controllers during gameplay, sometimes damaging televisions or other objects. The number of incidents became widespread enough that they were reported by mainstream outlets such as the BBC and Nintendo offered to replace all controller straps. (laughs) So generous. Yeah, well, Uh, fair enough. I... Pretty sure that's true because I've seen stories flying around um, and, and Joy-Cons flying around for that matter too. It's just, <laughs> it's just like the Joy-Con, it's actually like a, a pretty light controller. So you've got to be really into the game just to like let go of it and throw it hard enough to smack your TV. I know TVs are a bit more brittle these days, but like compare it to a Wii mode, which was like a pretty heavy device. And if you threw that at the right angle at your TV, say goodbye to it, even though it was like glass back then with like the non-HD TVs for a lot of the a lot of the time. It's dangerous stuff. Put your straps on. Get your strap on. Strap on. Strap on or get out of the way. Get your strap on Nintendo accessory and just go go and plow some Wii Sports. Well, story number four really did get you riled up, didn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, story, God. story number two. Passengers at Boston's Logan International Airport were evacuated from a terminal on Saturday and the local bomb squad called in after TSA agents found a suspicious item inside a Delta passenger's bag that turned out to be a PlayStation. As The Hill reported, agents sounded the alarm after discovering a PlayStation, it's unclear which one specifically, in degraded condition. Not initially recognizing the device for what it was, the bomb squad was called in just after 4 p.m. local time, while every passenger from Terminal A was evacuated as a precaution. Here's a video of the evacuation in progress taken from someone there at the time. Local news station WCVB additionally reports that given the cause of the evacuation, some passengers were even removed from aircraft sitting on the tarmac while others ran out screaming. Uh Dave Procopio a spokesperson from the Massachusetts State of Police told The Hill, the condition of the console caused abnormalities in the image produced when it was x-rayed, prompting the screener's concern. During the investigation of the object and secondary sweeps of the area, passengers in Terminal A were evacuated. That statement saying the condition of the console caused abnormalities in the image produced when it was x-rayed sure does suggest that the TSA agent can be forgiven for not recognizing the console if its condition was so fucked up that it wasn't even x-raying properly. I'm picturing a PS3 with much of its plastic casing smashed and removed, leaving raw heat sinks and boards exposed like a T-800's face at the end of a Terminator movie. The bomb squad gave the all clear <laughs> in the terminal around an hour later, having checked out that the console made secondary sweeps. So however terrible the condition the PlayStation was in, 
its owner can at least sleep easy knowing it's not about to imminently explode. Okay, well... <laughs> that was an interesting article. <laughs> yeah, that's just really strange, isn't it? Um, yeah, just weird. I guess uh, have a bit of a guess what, what PlayStation console it is. I- I'm going to say it's PlayStation 2 because PlayStation 2 was the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. This recording is over immediately. <laughs> uh, story number three. Just broke Ash. Just moving right along and ignoring Drew said that. Horrible, <laughs> heinous crime. A Walmart in Ponchatoula, Louisiana was attended by police recently as an angry video game fan activated, attempted to activate an excessive amount of Xbox digital give, gift cards. Trenton Hassel, 20, was taken into police custody as he threatened Walmart staff with a weapon and attempted to force them to activate every Xbox gift card in the store. The time it takes to activate each card individually allowed police to arrive and quickly (laughs) arrest Mr. Hassel. So stupid. He has a long list of misdemeanors already, including theft of PlayStation games and subsequently trying to return them for store credit. Store managers credit staff for cool-headed thinking and delaying Hassel with the gift cards allowing police to arrive before too long. We credit our staff with some quick thinking under pressure and calm actions to prevent further loss of stock and distract to our cu- dis- distress to our customers and our Walmart Ponchatoula family, said store manager Doug Willamette. Onlookers have also commented on the distressing situation. This tweaky-looking guy comes straight up to the service counter waving around a knife and yelling about gift cards for his Xbox. It was a bizarre moment, that's right, said Ponchatoula resident Carlos Pascale. Tweaking Surely getting actual games would have more value for the guy than gift cards. I hope he gets the help he so clearly needs, said Sandra Newton of nearby Woodhaven. Yeah, because that's the issue. So I fucking need some, needs, needs some fixing. <laughs> get your, gift cards. Get, get your priorities, priorities right. in yeah. order, mate. Like. <laughs> Take the cash. <laughs> Mr. Hassel will appear in... Tangipahoa County Court at a later date on charges of armed robbery. Yeah, that's interesting because just like take the cash and, you know, utilize it elsewhere. Don't have to wait around to be redeeming gift cards. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, see, I was actually like when you said just the titles of the articles, that was the one I was going to pick as the furphy just based on it was take too long to get gift cards activated to steal them but you covered that in the story so yeah no he damn yeah, was thinking about that he's got ash covered there mm. Mm. yeah this is this is a, a tricky one it's definitely out of two or three for me um but also your bonus story which you're like <laughs> that, that sounded ridiculous as well and i living in the area i haven't heard about a getaway car with, with a bit of banging going on i like as well how it's like a guy from the area and Dan just said his name. He's basically doxed him on our fucking <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it was the name of the person. Just dox him again because I, I, I can't I can't say I, I reckon. Memory, Joshua Childs. Joshua James Childs. Do you, do Ooh, you got a middle name? Do you have his credit card information? Like five three five three. Why Ash? Is that is that a name you recognise or something? Or no. Not okay. At all. I just want to use his credit card to book my accommodation. <laughs> um, okay, I am going to just stab because you've done a really good job here. Just like story and number I'm three. Gonna go, yep. um, <laughs> I'm going to go with number two, the PlayStation one, based solely on the fact that I don't think plastic really degrades that well. So why not? I'll go with that. Yeah. Not, not going to take story number four? <laughs> 
No, she already took it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she took it. She took it good. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a tricky one. Like story number two, that like that. There's a part in the middle which was just really weird. <laughs> Wasn't there? Yeah, when you like were reading an article and you said it was just so fucked, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "Who so, wrote this article?" Did... <laughs> is it fucking lad Bible? Where are you getting your news from? <laughs> like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, obviously, there's lots of things going on in the US, violence, all of that, but this one was just really peculiar. You know, a bit less run of the mill, not after cash. Or after just hatred or anything like that, they just want fucking gift cards, which is a bit strange. That they, they had a history of just stealing games and stuff like that before. And maybe they see something on the PlayStation Network where it's like, oh, or sorry, the Xbox uh, Xbox Store at this point, if they're getting the Xbox credits, like, oh, look, this is a digital exclusive game, and I just gotta gotta fucking have it. I don't want to pay for it, but how am I going to get the credits? I can't just go to Microsoft HQ and steal it. So you go down to Walmart and. Slap up some twelve-year-old who's working there for, for, for minimum wage and um, get them to redeem a code, but it didn't didn't just turn wanted out. All of that train simulator DLC. Mm. It's just it's just yeah. Story number two was just really weird. How it's like a degraded play, a crusty degraded PlayStation. What the fuck? That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> but fair enough if like, if they found it in the water or something like that. But like if you got like a PS One, it just it it goes a bit yellow, but it doesn't go crusty i don't know even what the fuck that even means so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why that's uh, when i asked dan like what, what's a crusty playstation and if he wrote that just been like a word for a, like a degraded playstation and he couldn't answer what a crusty playstation is it's like without the crusts or whatever it's like <laughs> <laughs> so i really want to go story number two as well but I don't want to be the same as Ash. But I'm I'm really leaning I'm really leaning towards that. So I'll go with it anyway. But lock in story number two. Oh, bloody gotcha, guys! Oh, you oh, cheeky no. bastard! Uh, story number two comes comes from Kotaku. Oh, of course it fucking story does. Story number three is the Firth. Yeah, okay. Isn't I thought Kotaku was like defunct. Uh, they may as well be. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you with that, but that that bit in the middle with the extremely long run-on sentence and then the Terminator reference, I was not overly happy reading that out. That's a horribly that written sentence. So such an odd thing to put in an actual article. Like, yeah. Well, Kotaku. Why, why would you say that? <laughs> well, the thing about Kotaku is, like, they they had a PlayStation Five review. And you'd think a PlayStation 5 review would be like, look, it, it, it loads quickly. The launch lineup's looking impressive. You know, just just stuff about the actual console. But the PlayStation, it came out right around the time around the 2020 election when politics and that was like at, at a fever height. So they pretty much just brought up like, the review was very much, who cares about a PlayStation? Pay attention to politics because it's very important. We need Donald Trump out of the office. <laughs> and and like they they bring in they bring in politics where it's really not needed. In, in there's a lot of instances in video games where politics and games sort of crosses, but in the instance of say, should I pick up this new PlayStation box? It definitely doesn't. And like there's not lots there's lots of sort of times where they don't understand the audience that um reads their site, and they do do some sort of uh, good writing. I'd say within the last week when uh, Saudi Arabia purchased a 5% stake of Nintendo, 
they had a, they had a pretty good write up about like why this is concerning, and a lot of people aren't paying attention to you know what that country is doing, putting investments into a lot of uh, a lot of media within Hollywood and uh, the Japanese video game industry, and just all over the world they're just investing their money and sort of you know spreading their you know dirty money. I would definitely call it and putting their fingers in many pies. Yeah, and I'd I'd say. Kotaku did a good write-up about that, just explaining why. But a lot of it's just sort of brain dead. <laughs> and just the fact that we heard that, and it just made me, without even knowing it's Kotaku, and this is interesting because in the back of my head sometimes, I'm like, is it because I know Kotaku and they've been like it for years and I'm a bit biased and I'm just like, ah, I dismissed them straight away. But just the fact Dan brought it up, had no idea it was from a video game website at all. Like it could have been from news.com or just any other weird website the fact that their writing made me go the fuck does that even mean <laughs> <laughs> like so yeah and that's like interesting that's very unprofessional journalism to just write some of the stuff that was in there like yeah i mean if you take out that fifth paragraph it reads all right but yeah, that it was that fifth paragraph when you would, said that i was like what the yeah hell? that made me just like yes, made my brain just twist. like a year 11 like english class yeah. It's just horrible yeah. grammar and weird editorializing and sounds like me. an F bomb sounds- as well. Like <laughs> sounds like I'm writing for them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 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 not a compliment, guys. That's um <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ash. What yeah. Bollywood movies are we picking today? Okay. So I've taken it in a different direction again. I didn't redo the Bollywood idea. <laughs> So my um my furfies this week are um based on parasites. So I'm gonna oh, read God. you guys descriptions <laughs> for three parasites. Uh, Two of them are real, one of them I've made up. Okay. So the first parasites <laughs> <laughs> The first okay. parasite is the tongue-eating louse. So the tongue-eating louse is a parasitic isopod in the family, uh, this is a scientific name and I'm going to butcher it, Simothidae. It enters fish through the gills. The female attaches to the tongue while the male attaches to the gill arches beneath and behind the female. The parasites sever the blood vessels in the fish's tongue, causing it to fall off. It then attaches itself to the remaining stub of the tongue and becomes the fish's new tongue. Oh. <laughs> Parasite number two, the web-manipulating wasp. So although parasites harm their hosts, they don't usually kill them if only to keep themselves alive. Not so with parasitoids, which ultimately destroy and often consume their hosts. Parasitoid wasps, which infect the monster in the... Oh, sorry. Parasitoid wasps, which inspired the monster in the movie Alien lay their eggs inside their victims with the offspring eventually devouring their way out. A number of the species control their host's minds in extraordinary ways. The larvae of the wasp, I'm not even going to try to say that, another scientific name, uh, which infests, oh, another scientific name, which infests the Leocargu argya Argya. and makes the victim spin unusual webs, especially well-suited for supporting their cocoons. Oh. And parasite number three, the X-ray worm. The X-ray worm... Oh, God, I can't even speak. The X-ray worm is a 
filarial nematode that infects several animals and humans. The worm burrows into the eye through the cornea and causes retina damage by consuming eye matter as sustenance. It gets its name due to the vision impairment caused by the worm resembles resembling that of an x-ray slide before progressing to full blindness if left untreated. Uh, well, Ash, you successfully got rid of the boner Dan gave me with his stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Well, if you need a new tongue, I know of a guy. Oh, no. I, I'm, I'm happy with my tongue. <laughs> I'm sure you would be too. <laughs> 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 oh god I was not ready for that <laughs> I, I saw you take a swig of water I'm like god, let's, let's get him to spit onto his laptop eh? See what we can I do here I did a full um, spit at the pub yesterday I was drinking a um, James Squire ginger beer Oh, And one of my friends Tried to Tried to skull something And he just failed at it miserably And then he put it down And made the weirdest sound I've ever heard And I spat my drink like everywhere all over the floor, all over myself. It was quite embarrassing. And the COVID-conscious barmaid was like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all um, right, Dan, I don't know where to start here, mate. This is- I do know one of those parasites is real. Ooh. So- this is the news stories all over again. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say which one. Um, so I just, I'm just going to say I know where to start, but I'm just going to keep it a secret. All right, I'm going to keep it a secret too. And we're just going to sit here in silence, Dan. If you want to play that fucking game. All right, mate. All right. Um, get ready, listeners, for some for about an hour of just dead air. Dead air. Oh. Um, hmm. <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? Well, well, you could just let Drew pick first if you want. Yeah, you could. You I could, could just let Drew pick just first. Just let me pick so first, Dan. Yeah, just, just be polite, mate. All right. um, the first one sounds... Sounds uh, well. They all sound horrifying. I mean, just like replacing their tongue, like they become the tongue. They become the tongue. What the fuck does that even mean? Like fuck me. It means, it means <laughs> they cross your PlayStation all over again. Is it, did you get these from Kotaku? What's going on? <laughs> these parasites. Are these the well, writers Kotaku at themselves? Are parasites? Yeah, I was so. about to say. Are these the writers at Kotaku? Oh, we're being pretty unfair. I'm sure a lot of those people are very nice people. They're just oh yeah, of course their yeah. jobs. Yeah, no. But it, it is what Fuck, it is. Parasites. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's the tongue one. There's the one that eats eats the way out, and the last one which into the eye. Mm. That's nah, a bit fucked. I'm gonna say the. So you had the tongue eating louse, the web manipulating wasp, and the X-ray worm. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm just going to go to the first one. That, that one just fascinates me, so I just want to pick it just for that fact. It sounds fascinating, just like the fact that two of them pair up and actually like gang up on this fish to take it over. That's pretty cool. It's like an episode of the Magic School Bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the show I would ever use, but... <laughs> no. Oh, what, what, what episode of like... Magic School Bus have you been watching? Well, the last one I watched was a parody where they actually went into, this, uh, into their teacher's vagina. And they got trapped in there. So that Did you is watch that on Pornhub? <laughs> no, this was just on YouTube. There's a I forgot his name. His name's Meat 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 Cannon or something. And oh he, God, that's a horrible <laughs> name. <laughs> and, and he does just like hilarious just uh parody animations. Like he just makes everything just grotesque and crude and hilarious. <laughs> and I put it on the TV and Chantel was just like 
hates it because it's, it is awful. It is awful. <laughs> but think of this is the this is the stuff he's showing his young son at a young impressionable age. Uh, yeah, that's right. I my Lucas <laughs> checked this out and he's just watching this animation of this magic school bus just dive deep. He's like, Daddy, yes. I want to watch the magic school bus again. Show me the meat cannon. Mm. Well, oh, he's only a few months old. We've been putting Bluey on, and he actually he he likes it. He just sits there going. Hey. <laughs> it's actually really cute, and Bluey's actually a really great show. I know, like, um, I know why all the uh, parents are falling in love with it now. I mean, that crew. That was like that thing how like kids in other countries were starting to grow up with English accents because they watched too much Peppa Pig. Mm. Now there's kids in the US that are yeah. getting Australian accents from watching Bluey. That's say how that. popular it is. Yeah, I, I just want to see some US kid being like, "Yeah, nah, fuck yeah." Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know they say that in blue. Drinking VB. <laughs> mm. um, so number one go, for me. Going back to the parasites. <laughs> just before we go down the track of Bluey too far. Um, Talking about parasites. I'm... How you been, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good thanks. Uh, I'm going to lock in uh, the X-ray worm. Oh, you would on the complete other end of the spectrum to me. Oh. <laughs> God. Which one? Just out of curiosity, before I reveal, which one did you know was true? Uh, the one that Drew locked in. I thought it, I thought so. Oh. The tongue-eating louse. Fan favourite. Uh, Everyone yes. loves a tongue-eating louse. Apologies, Drew. The tongue-eating louse is a real parasite. Did it it does, it does fascinate me. the tongue of a fish and become the fish's tongue. Now, now before, and- just before you revealed the, the true one, I feel like it was number three just because of its name. It's less scientific. Yeah, that's the... And also, it sounds the most gruesome. But I just want to lock in number one because it sounded the the most fascinating to me. But just before you reveal it, I don't want to say it afterwards, but like, yeah, no shit. You've said it now, but... (laughs) I could be wrong, though. Well, in classic me fashion, I always make this too obvious and I've clearly done it again because it was number three. Number Mm. three was the fake one. Yeah, just just with the name, like the x-ray worms. Well, that's not... It's not that scientific. There were, like, when I was researching parasites, as you do, there mm. were a few of them that were named kind of like that, though. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know much about parasites apart from, like, the tapeworm. <laughs> having the uh, <laughs> having the get it out of my dog's ass, that was not a good experience. Oh. Yeah, no, no, it's no good. Parasites are gross, guys. Um, say no to parasites. Don't eat them. <laughs> if you... If you if, say no to parasites. If, if no, Kotaku, no. If you're, if you're in like, if you're on the grass and like you're looking through the grass, you see some eggs, don't eat the eggs. Uh, you, oh, you're going so delicious. You, you're going to cop, you're going to cop something in the gut, which will be hard to get rid of. Um, I usually eat the eggs. I'll have to stop doing that. Yeah, nah. Uh, <laughs> what if it turns into that episode of Futurama where the parasites just make you an all-around better uh, human? Like superhuman, yeah. Yeah. Um, then eat the eggs by, by all means. <laughs> Consume the eggs. You'll be like a seahorse just with all these eggs in your guts. That's like Drew's just giving up. Just fucking eat the eggs. Like, I can't stop you, clearly. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, just, just give yourself a parasite, you fucking idiot. Just stop fucking eating the eggs. <laughs> oh. oh, golly. Yeah. Nah, I love chicken eggs, but tapeworm eggs, no good. <laughs> They're not as versatile as like a bird egg either. Yeah, you can't put you can't put them in a bacon and egg sandwich. Um, no, you can't make a cake with them. No, <laughs> you can just make a real sort of weak gut with them. They do make, I mean, um, 
hollandaise sauce though mm. <laughs> everyone knows the best hollandaise is made with tapeworms it makes everyone you look it, it makes you look at pasta a lot differently as well <laughs> fettuccine and in, in carbonara mm, yes tapeworms flat they are aren't they They're yeah like, yeah wide yep. yeah no, like the fettuccine the fucking horrendous like oh my god it was because <laughs> no. like every, every now and it's again tapeworms one that's named really simply it just looks like tape yeah, it's a worm. It looks like tape. It's a well, tapeworm. It's it's got like a, obviously a scientific name, but it says you just tapeworm is disgusting us. Yeah, because <laughs> like um, they're a big thing in sheep as well, and you like you drench sheep and uh, sort of protect them from them each year as well. And every now and again, like if you've got a bad problem in a flock, you've got them in the yards. So they'll do poo, and they'll just be worms everywhere. It's just it's no good. It's just fucking horrendous. Parasites, no good. That's why they're called parasites. Otherwise, they'll be on, called on the other just hand, bugs inside you that you enjoy having inside your bum. <laughs> on the other hand, the movie Parasite, quite good. Oh, yeah. Actual Parasite's bad. Movie Parasite, good. Mm. I don't know that I've seen that. It's on it, Stan, I, I believe. I think I've heard the name. but <laughs> Yeah, it, it won Best Picture last year. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the I know Korean what you're talking one. about. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, the Korean mm. movie. I haven't seen it. I've just heard good things. So it's on Stan. So Korean Parasite, good. Tapeworm Parasite, bad. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I've had enough of parasites, right, guys. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> um, so that brings us to the end of the show, boys. Anything else you'd like to say before we head on off out the bar? Uh, happy travels, Goose Goose. Yeah, it's going to be a couple I of months in between shows. Would like to say that I'm going to miss you guys and doing this. I honestly considered taking my microphone and laptop so I could oh, go over there, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm, they're definitely going to get stolen if I do that. Yeah, so. no. Just enjoy yourself, have fun, and. Hopefully you have a lot of story, or you will have a lot of stories when you get back. I dare say, won't you? Yeah, yeah if fun. I ever get back at all, <laughs> I hope you get back. Just you know, look after yourself, be safe. When you're, when you're, uh, we'll miss you here too, and miss waking you up early in the morning like we did today. If you guys are still recording and putting them up, I'll tr- I endeavour to listen while I'm over there. Listen, listen to yourself um, talk. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you record any epi- new episodes while I'm not on. No, no. those ones. No, we, we, are you guys the same? I, Drew, you're probably not because you're, you'd be really used to it by now with all your editing and stuff. But I can't stand listening to my own voice in recordings. I can't stand it. Can't stand I just it can't. Actually. So, like, yeah. I've never listened to an episode of this show that's had me on it. I've never there done it. It's definitely something you get used to. I, I you, you don't start off just being like, oh yeah, no, I sound, I sound good. I'll listen to myself. But you do get you, you do get used to listening to yourself. Like even now I've got my headphones on, I can hear myself talk while I'm monitoring all the audio. So even now I'm listening. Like it sounds weird if I take them off and I'm just talking without actually hearing it back. It sounds weird to me now. Just got used to it. It's something you get used to. But yeah, as a kid, I used to have this little um this little portable tape recorder with like two microphones on it and it records directly to a cassette tape. And I would like record like I don't know what the fuck I record. I think I recorded like all sorts of things from the radio, the TV, um, bits and bobs here and there. And listening to myself back was really weird. But yeah, it's something you get <laughs> something you get used to. But that's very like yeah. um, old school detective of you, like the cassette recorder with the two microphones. Yeah, well, it was like this. Um, it could have even been literally a Fisher Price one. It was like like real bright with red, green, all these different colored keys on it. Like the microphones had like a red tip as well. 
It's just like a, it just looks like a real little kid sort of portable recorder thing. I wonder where it's gone. Should use it for a podcast one day. Record to yeah, a cassette tape. Yeah, we should get it out. We should record on that. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. Then, like, yeah, obviously you can't upload it or whatever, but just like sell it as a tape, one-off tape. Someone's <laughs> someone's own personal podcast, collector's edition. Yeah, no, I don't even have we a CD player at the moment. Item for our two fans. <laughs> our two fans, just like um. Know, you and <laughs> someone else. One of them being Tom, who's normally on the show. <laughs> yeah, Ollie and Tom. One of them who's normally on the show, and the other is one of Drew's best mates. Yeah, actually, out of curiosity, do you guys download the show? Um, well, I would if you uploaded the backlog. No, well, <laughs> <laughs> when I do, do you guys download uh, it? Yeah, I think so. I've got it set to auto download. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, because I'm, I'm just curious whether like the download numbers include us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> as soon as the um, review function on Spotify went live, immediately I went and gave it a five-star review. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've got it. Oh, good boy. Well done. Just that um, artificial inflation, you know? Yeah. So for, so for the, the one person who's listening to this who isn't directly connected to us, can you please go do that? <laughs> Just make sure it's five, though. Yeah. yeah five only. Yeah, someone not, who... You will be a very upset boy if it's not. If you, Yeah, definitely. If you're listening to this and you're not one of us three... You're a very unique person. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, thank you very much for your time. And if you want to check out the rest of our podcast, you can go and check them out at patreon.com slash idruby. But until then, guys, um, this episode of Cracking Furfies is over. I'll, um, I'll see you in a couple of months, Ash. And Dan, I'll see you next week. I'll see you when I'm looking at you. You will. Catch boys. Is going on a holiday and we're gonna miss his face. <laughs> Kraken Furfies is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew, and my co hosts are Ash Wallace, Daniel Treadray, and Thomas McRobert. If you enjoy my work here as well as on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario, and A Drew Story, Help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you'd like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1 you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.